we clap those hands under Jesus this morning. He's worthy. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our praise this morning. Has he been good to you? Has he picked you up? Has he turned you around? Has he established your goings this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, what an awesome God we serve this morning. Amen. What an honor it is to be back at Praise Temple Apostolic Church. And I apologize, I didn't know Pastor was on vacation. Amen, amen. But I'm so thankful to be here and so thankful for what I feel in this house. I I know you've heard this said before, but it's true. You didn't show up to church by accident. You didn't. But I believe there are individuals here that showed up because you need something. And you, more than you need something, you want to feel something this morning. You want to feel Jesus. And you want to feel his love. And you want to feel his embrace. And you want to feel his delivering power. And, and I got news for you this morning. You've already heard it quoted several times. But he is able this morning to do exceedingly abundantly above. I wonder if you're open this morning to him touching you. If you would just slip your hands unto the Lord this morning. Say, God, I'm open to it this morning. God, I'm open to you moving this morning. God, I'm open to you delivering this morning. God, I'm open to your healing this morning. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. God is so good. If you've got your Bibles this morning, I'd like to take our attention to the book of Luke. Luke's gospel this morning, Luke chapter 13. I give tremendous honor to Pastor and Sister Cook and their family, whom I love and appreciate very much. And they are Papa and Nana. And did I mess that up or is that right? That's right, Ann. We still ain't figured out, Brother Chris, yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But I love this family very, very much. My wife and I do. And how many knows you're, you're blessed with great leadership in this church? Amen. You've got tremendous leadership. As I look across this congregation this morning, there's tremendous leaders in this house. And to the saints of God, I give you honor this morning. Give honor to my wife. I love her. Appreciate her. She's the best looking thing on row number six, I believe it is, uh, on my right side. Amen. I love her. Appreciate her so much. Luke chapter 13. Going to begin reading at verse 10. Share with you what the Lord has put in my spirit this week for this church. And when you're there, shout, I got it. And the Bible says, and he, being Jesus, was teaching in the, one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And the Bible says in verse 11, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And then he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. For just a moment, if you'll look back at verse 11, Scripture says, Behold, there was a woman with a spirit of infirmity for 18 years bowed together. Or in other words, she was bent double. She could not lift up herself. 
And I want to preach from this declaration today. I'm bent double, but I'm not done. Would you look at your neighbor and say, I'm bent double. Look over at your other neighbor and say, but I'm not done. I'm not done. Preacher, why'd you do that? Because I need you to acknowledge it with me this morning. I need you to be honest this morning. Amen. I believe your healing is here. I believe your answer is here. I believe healing can happen in this house this morning. We've already heard wonderful testimonies, but why not you this morning? Why not you be the one that gets up this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands unto Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Can you put a shout of praise behind it? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. I'm bent double, but I'm not done. In Luke chapter 13, it is very late. In the ministry of Jesus and opposition against him has continued to rise. And however, in spite of the opposition and criticism and even resistance, Jesus is in the synagogue on this particular Sabbath day teaching when scripture says, behold, there was a woman that was suffering from a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over she did not have the ability to lift herself up and it's important that we understand this morning that while the word behold is missing for most modern English translations it is used 1,298 times uh, in the King James Version of the Bible. The word behold originates from the Greek word edu, which literally means be sure to see, or in today's language, do not miss this. I, I, I like that definition, don't miss this, or be sure to see this. Because if I was to look at you this morning and said just Come see this when you've got time or uh, when you feel like it. It does not have the same sense of importance or urgency as if I said you got to be sure to see this. You do not want to miss this. There's much more urgency when I look and I say do not miss this. And I just believe as Jesus walked into the synagogue on that Sabbath day, he was proclaiming to all that would listen. I don't just want you to observe the opportunity today uh, but behold do not miss this uh, I believe he was saying to all those that were listening in his setting that particular day uh, that there is an opportunity for a miracle uh, but you don't want to miss this uh, I believe Jesus was saying in the midst of my opposition uh, there was an opportunity for a demonstration uh, of my power uh, and I believe on this Sunday morning at Praise Temple uh, Jesus is saying, behold, do not miss this. Do not miss what God can do today. Salvation can happen today. Miracles can happen today. Behold, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. Behold, do not miss your moment to worship this morning. God is saying this morning, there is a moment that you do not want to miss. Behold, somebody say behold. 
Do not miss this. Behold is a word designed to draw attention. Like many of us today, we will use a yellow highlighter to bring attention to a special word. Jesus used the word behold to draw our attention to an individual who was suffering. It's as if no one was more worthy of special attention as the most pitiful, distressed, broken down individual in the synagogue on that day. It was the woman with the spirit of infirmity. It was the one that was bent over that had the attention of the master at this moment I don't believe this is by accident after all Jesus was sent to heal the broken hearted he was sent to set at liberty those that are captive this is not an accident that this woman has the attention of Jesus because Jesus said the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart can you hear what the spirit is saying this morning the Lord is drawn to your pain he's drawn to your weakness He's drawn to your exhaustion. And when you are hurting, when you are broken, Jesus Christ, the eternal one, moves your direction. I can hear somebody crying this morning. Lord, I am bent over by the weight of the exhaustion. Ah, but you've got the attention of the master this morning. I believe Jesus is coming your direction this morning. I believe Jesus wants to heal you this morning. I know. I understand how easy it can be sometimes uh, to put on our suit on Sunday uh, and put a church house smile uh, and our spirit be walking like this. Uh, I know how easy it is sometimes uh, to lift my hands in worship, uh, but my spirit still be bent over. Uh, I wish somebody would realize this morning, uh, you've got the attention of the master. Uh, the master is looking at you this morning. He's glad you made the step to come to his house because he's got your attention and you've got his attention this morning. The Lord can heal you. After 18 years, this woman has got the attention of the master. Not because she's got everything together, but she's got a spirit of infirmity. This is not just a natural infirmity, but this is a spirit of infirmity that Satan has unleashed, leaving her bound. This is similar to what we see the adversary did to Mary Magdalene, who was healed of evil spirits and sicknesses in Luke chapter number 8. This is similar to what we see when Satan left the presence of God and struck Job with so boils from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. This woman had a physical condition due to a spiritual cause. Well, I believe we're foolish to think that spiritual issues cause all physical problems. We're also foolish to think that spiritual issues can never cause physical problems. Harboring grudges and guilt can still lead to sickness. Harboring unforgiveness can still lead to sickness. Listen, this woman is sick. She is lacking strength. She is powerless. As a result of being sick without strength, she is literally left bent over. 
And for 18 years, she's left with her upper body bent forward and down towards the ground as a result of her weakness and pain. For 18 years, she does not gaze upon the sun. For 18 years, there's no star from the night sky that exhilarates her eyes. For 18 years, she is drawn downward towards the dust and all the light of her life was dim. I'm confident in saying this morning, church, there was times that she walked around feeling like that a grave would bring more gladness than what she is experiencing right now. Can you picture with me the toll her sickness and weakness had to taken on over her over the course of 18 years? For 18 years she goes to the synagogue. I'm not sure it was I'm confident in saying it was painful. To be present as Jesus is teaching. After all, she's got a legitimate reason to stay home. But she's at the synagogue instead. She's been bent over for 18 years. And I'm sure there's times she cried. "Uh, Lord have mercy upon me. I am weak. Uh, I'm sure there's times she cried. Lord heal me. Uh, My bones are vexed. Uh, Oh God would you just show me some mercy. I'm sick. I'm frail. Uh, God would you just heal me. I'm falling apart. Uh, I am completely bent over. I'm confident this was her cry in secret at times. Church, understand the adversary can afflict us in various ways. If you were to look with me this morning at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, you would see of a time when Paul attributed his thorn in the flesh to be a messenger of Satan that was sent by God to keep him humble. It was in that scenario, it was not God's will to remove the source of affliction. So Paul was forced through his weakness to rely on God's strength however what we see in our text this morning it is God's will to heal but not until the problem has gone on for 18 years we don't know why God waited that long perhaps it was so that he would be more glorified nonetheless this woman is like many today going to church going through the motions if you will but bent over by debilitating weaknesses bent over by the weight of their weaknesses not only does Satan bow people down but so does sin so does sorrow so does suffering can I tell you this morning what the Holy Ghost spoke to me in prayer there are many in the church that are bent over and we are attempting to transition from the depths of our pain to the triumph of his power but we've been so used to walking like this we don't know how to enjoy that we've been made free we don't know how to enjoy that we've been filled with the Holy Ghost because we've been so used to walking like this but I believe in this house this morning there's going to be some saints that get back up again and say the joy of the Lord is my strength there are many that are trying to transition from the depths of their pain. Sometimes it's financial issues that leave us bent over. Sometimes it's marital issues that leave us bent over. Sometimes it's physical issues that leave us bent over. And it's not an easy thing to begin to walk in our deliverance. 
to begin to walk in his power. But somebody's got to get it in their spirit this morning. Something's got to begin to speak inside of your spirit this morning. I am not done. There's no doubt this woman, for many days, this woman attempted to stand up, but she could not. She did not have the power. She was simply unable to stand up straight. But I believe on this particular Sabbath, something was different. Something inside of her began to acknowledge her condition. I'm bent over. I'm still doing my day-to-day activities, but I'm bent over. I'm learning how to live bent over. I'm learning how to live. I'm learning how to cook dishes, clean the dishes and cook the family meals. I'm learning how to get groceries. I'm learning how to live life in this condition. Can I tell you this morning, don't get comfortable in that condition. Don't get comfortable there because today can be the day that you stand up straight. You don't have to call the grandchildren uh, to go reach that pan on the top shelf. Uh, you don't have to call them. Uh, somebody's spirit's got to declare, I'm getting back up. Uh, on this particular day, this woman began to acknowledge that I'm bent over. And the Bible says that when Jesus saw her, he called to her. And said unto her, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Listen, this is interesting to me because he declares her free. And then he lays his hands on her. Woman, you're free. Now come here and let me lay my hands on you. Uh, And then he lays his hands on her and she's made able to stand up straight again. uh, Without ever confronting or or even referring to the devil. uh, With merely a word and a touch. uh, The Lord broke the evil spirit holds off of her. uh, And she was completely uh, and permanently freed from her physical condition. Listen, I know the Bible doesn't tell us anything about her faith. I don't have a clue whether she believed Jesus could heal her and sought him out or was just coming to synagogue for some candy. I ain't got a clue. But I just believe something inside of her spirit was acknowledging I am bent over, but I'm not done believing that God can make me straight again. I'm not done believing that he can erect me again. I'm not done believing that I can stand up straight again I can lift my hands without fear or without favor somebody say straight straight somebody say it louder that's what he wants to do straight straight this phrase made straight was used to describe the setting up of a building if you was to look in Acts chapter 15 And verse 16, when scriptures declares, after this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof and I will set it up. Somebody say, restore it. 
Listen, in our text, this was a crooked woman, a woman that was literally bent double that Jesus straightened out. And just like the restoration of the ruins, our Lord restored this woman. This is not a fairy tale story. This is a real life story in the ministry of Jesus. After 18 years, this woman really did stand up. She really was made straight again. And I believe on this Sunday morning at Praise Temple, I believe the Holy Ghost is declaring to some people uh, that are acknowledging their condition uh, that you are bent double from difficult emotions, uh, difficult pain. Uh, I believe Christ is in the business this morning uh, of straightening out our lives today. Uh, I believe he's given you the power uh, to conquer sin this morning. Uh, I believe he's given you the power uh, to heal your hurt, uh, to heal your pain, uh, to heal your discouragement, uh, to heal your depression. Uh, somebody's got to Declare this morning, I am not done. Today is the day I'm standing up again. Today is the day I'm going to look hell in the eye. And I'm going to declare as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to believe again. I'm going to pray again. Come on, church. There's somebody in this house. There's a man of God in this house that's saying, I'm going back to the prayer room again. There is no weapon that is for against us that shall prosper somebody has got to declare I'm not done I'm not done I understand my condition today but I'm not done believing it's going to change I believe this woman had created an attitude listen I don't know how many times she wanted to throw in the towel I don't know 18 years, almost longer than I've been alive. I don't know how many times she thought to herself, I'll just go eat biscuit and gravy and call it a day. I don't have any clue, but I just believe on this Sabbath day, she had made up in her mind, I just want to be in that room when Jesus starts moving. It just might be my day today. I believe she had just made up in her mind that if I could just get into his presence, if I could just begin to feel what I know is real, I know he's real. The old timers used to sing it like this I know he's real and he's real in my soul I believe he's still real this morning when the Holy Ghost gets to moving when the Spirit of God gets to moving it'll rejuvenate us it'll cause us to believe that we don't have to quit we don't have to quit But her attitude had become, if I could just be in the room when he starts moving, if I could just be there, I just, I'm not leaving until he leaves. That had become her attitude because she acknowledged her condition. She understood her condition. And the only hope for her condition was the healer to touch her, for the healer to make her whole. And I'm looking at individuals this morning. Your only hope this morning is not in me. It's not in pastor. It's not in the psychiatrist down the road but it's in Jesus this morning that if you could just make your way to his presence if you could make your way into his presence things could begin to change I was recently in revival in Ohio and a pastor told me a story of a saint that's passed on and went on to be with the Lord now But when she was in her 20s, she was diagnosed with cancer. 
20-something years old, diagnosed with cancer. And as you can imagine, if you was to hear those words today, it would leave you bent over. It would leave you frustrated. It would leave you exhausted. It would leave you wondering, God, what's life going to be like? What, what am I going to do? If you was to hear the words, I've got, you've got cancer. It would leave you. It would leave your faith fatigued. It would leave your faith in a place that you don't want it to be in. But this pastor told me the story. This woman was diagnosed with cancer in her 20s. And 60 years later, in her 80s, she would stand up in church and would testify. She would tell the church, I don't know what happened happened to that doctor uh, I never went back to him again uh, 60 years later she would stand up and testify uh, I don't know where he's at but I'm still here uh, and I believe that woman was able to testify of that uh, because when life served her situations that bent her over uh, she had an attitude that said I'm not done uh, I'm still pressing towards the mark uh, and I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning uh, this world has sent you some bad news uh, but you're going to have to shake it off a little bit uh, and say I'm not done this morning I'm not done believing we're going to have revival I'm not done believing for miracles I'm not done believing for signs and wonders you are not done this morning you are not done you are not life will give you reasons to quit I don't mean you have to I don't mean you have to. People will talk about you and say, man, you only make it a week. That just gives you a reason to show them you can go two weeks. People will tell you, man, you won't make it. You only, that's a one-hit wonder. Uh, you'll be back out in the world. You'll do your own thing. Uh, uh, no, no, that just gives you a reason to prove them all wrong. Uh, they seen you bent over. Uh, what they didn't realize was that you weren't done. Uh, because when life leaves you bent over, uh, it is the love of God that you feel in this house this morning uh, that will lift you up uh, and cause you to believe we can have it right here. Uh, just like they had it in the book of Acts. Uh, we can have it right here this morning just like that there's faith in this house this morning there is there's faith in this house this morning in Acts chapter 14 Paul is in Listeria there's a man without strength in his feet he's been crippled from his mother's womb has never walked and Paul seen him. He felt his faith to be healed. Verse 10 says, he said with a loud voice, stand up upright on thy feet. And he leaped and he walked. Watch this this morning. Luke 13, after being healed, she glorified God. In Acts 14, after being healed, he leaped and walked. I believe this morning when bent over souls are made straight, they will show it by glorifying God. If you don't believe me, look with me in Luke chapter 5. When Jesus heals an individual with palsy, they go home glorifying God. If that's not enough, in Luke chapter 7, when Jesus healed or raises a dead man... They began glorifying God. In Luke 17, Jesus heals the ten lepers. And one of them with a loud voice cried, glorifying God. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus heals a blind man. He begins to follow Jesus and glorifying him. And when others saw it, they chimed in giving praise unto God. When you are made straight, there will be a reaction of glorification unto God. Because you can stand up 
straight this morning. I wish somebody in this house that would acknowledge my faith has been feeble, but I'm going to lift my hands this morning. My hands have hung down for a little while, but I'm going to start looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. Come on, would you shut your eyes all over this house for just a moment? Oh, you are not done this morning. No, you're not done. Your deliverance is here. After 18 years, this woman was made straight, and you can be too this morning. Come on, can you see it with your eyes shut this morning? Can you see your faith beginning to revive this morning? Uh, Can you see the Lord lifting the burdens off of you this morning? Can you feel the immediate assistance that is here this morning? You don't have to call 911. You don't have to call the doctor. Your immediate assistance is here this morning. Jesus is here this morning. There is strength in this house this morning. There is supernatural strength in this in this house this morning. As I look across this congregation this morning, the Holy Ghost is moving on some people right now. Uh, some folks are already receiving strength this morning. As I look from side to side, from front to back, I see individuals that are reaching out saying, Master, have I got your attention this morning? There's individuals that are crying. They're saying, Master, I need you to come down my aisle, down my road. Your immediate assistance is right here at Praise Temple this morning. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. The strength you've been crying for is right here. The help you've been crying for is right here. For some in this house, it's addiction that has left you bent over. It's addiction that's left you bent over. For some of you, it's lies in this house. It's church hurt in this house. There's what somebody said about you, what you thought somebody said about you that they really didn't say about you that has left you bent over. But your assistance, your freedom is here this morning. Jesus wants you to stand up straight again. He wants you to get back in your prayer closet straight again. You ain't got to wobble into the word. You can wake up with the hunger and say, God, feed me. Feed me your word feed me your word God I want to seek first your kingdom I'm getting ready to close in just a moment in just a moment if someone wants to make their way back to the keyboard I'm an evangelist so I get five of those and that's the first one just to give you hope did my job if I gave you hope here's your hope they're coming they're coming your assistance is here in this house it's here sometimes our spouses can't do everything we need them to do sometimes our children can't do everything we need them to do and there's only one that can provide the assistance that we have need of 
I, re I remember a time. It's in your Bible. In Numbers chapter 11. There was a man by the name of Moses. That was overwhelmed. Exhausted. Fatigued. Depleted from the burden. That God had placed upon him. A weary Moses. Became convinced. That he had nothing left to offer God's people. Leadership's not the only ones that feel this. Sometimes it's the saints of God that feel it. But Moses had reached a place that he was convinced. I've got nothing left to give or offer God's people. He even told God. He said God you placed all these people's burdens upon me. I can't do this. Moses had a solution for God. Just kill me. Just take me out of here and I will we'll just we'll call it done. We'll be done. And, but it's amazing to me that God's remedy for Moses' request revealed that Moses had far more strength left than what he realized. Woo. He had more strength than what he realized. Because after Moses submitted his request to God, God said, Moses, just go get me 70 elders that I can sanctify, that I can set apart, that I can do what I need to do with. And Moses did just that. But now watch this. God did not put his spirit inside of those 70 individuals. But rather he put the spirit of Moses inside of those 70 individuals. That lets you and I know that in the moment when Moses thought I've got nothing left to give. When Moses thought I'm done with this thing. I am bent over. God let him know that what he had left had the ability to bless 70 more individuals. And I'm here to tell you this morning saint of God. You've got what it takes to bless this church. You've got what it takes to be an asset to this church you've got what it takes to bring the next wave of revival because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world come on as you stand to your feet all over this house this morning and lift your hands come on you've got what it takes to bless somebody this morning your smile can make the difference your hug can make the difference. Your prayer for somebody can make the difference. Come on, ministries are not done in this house. Saints are not done in this house. Families are not done in this house. I need somebody to declare I'm not done. I'm not done letting my praise impact the atmosphere. I'm not done letting my worship impact the atmosphere. I'm not done letting my prayer life be what penetrates the gates of hell. I'm not done believing that God is pouring out his spirit. Uh, yes, somebody needs to be reminded this morning. Your prayers are making the difference in this house. Your prayers for your pastor and for the leadership is making the difference in this house. It's what's giving them the strength to go on another mile. Somebody needs to say this morning, my prayers are still pushing back hell. You're not done this morning. You're not done this morning. Mm. 
I wish somebody would declare this morning, I'm going to show hell I'm not done this morning. I'm going to step out of my seat. I'm going to make my way around this altar. I'm going to declare I am not done. Come on, as you step out of your seat this morning, come on, there's going to be healing in this altar this morning. There's going to be restoration in this altar this morning. There's going to be some men of God that begin to pray again in this altar this morning. There's going to be some women that begin to pray again in this altar. In spite of how you walked in here feeling, you've got what it takes to bless somebody else this morning. You've got what it takes to impact this altar service this morning. Ooh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus, be made straight this morning. In the name of Jesus, let our worship be straight this morning. In the name of Jesus, let our prayers be resurrected. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there it is this morning. Come on, there it is this morning. I will stand up straight again. I will be faithful in the name of Jesus. I will not be wounded. I will not wobble. I will be made straight in the name of Jesus. Your prayer life doesn't have to have a wobble. Come on, you can be made straight this morning. You can pray with boldness in the Holy Ghost again. Right now in the name of Jesus. Pray for my brother. God. 